Wellvin. Oh, I am your host, Adam Chameo. This is the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the Webfootosphere. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host Aaron Schroeder. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing quite well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm getting over the COVID, yep. uh, as we talked um, in depth about in our quacking off right episode, our quacking off series, I should say, on Patreon, which is where we uh, we just talk about anything but sports. For anyone interested in that, it is, which I'm sure is a bunch of you. Right. It's, <laughs> it is, in fact, the hour-long episode that is taped while we prep for this episode. <laughs> because so, that's how long it takes us to play. Yeah. Because, yeah, so. you know. Hey, man, one the of internet us... is slow, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Which is what we learned in our series, uh, Quack in Time. That's right. Which we go into a time machine and literally go through every single year of Oregon football history on the Quack 12 Patreon. That is right. Plugs right at the beginning of the show. That's how you know it's a professional it. show. Aaron, uh, well, I haven't been watching much, you know, duck sports per se, but I have been watching ducks make plays still, mainly... Mark Mariota, man, I watched that dude play for the Falcons in preseason football, which means nothing, obviously. But it was really good to see him. He led a drive. He led a touchdown drive. Uh, you know, made two passes, one to Drake London, you know, USC's Drake London, um, and ran in a touchdown. He's definitely the starter, obviously, replacing Matt Ryan. And it was just good to see Marcus Mariota do his thing in, you know, in the big leagues. I was happy to see him. The NFL is on right now? Well, preseason is, you know. But uh, that was a welcome uh, viewing because I just, I was kind of, you know, quarantining because I had had it, you know. I was down with the sickness. And then so preseason football, I was just like, fuck yes, football. Oh my, even though it's meaningless or, you know, all it means is roster placement, really. It's glorified practice. But uh, hey. It is. It's uh, get hyped for practice season right now because that's right. all we got. That's all we got, basically. Uh, right, what have you been doing? What's up with you? I haven't been asked. I haven't asked you that in a while, my man. Oh, what's going well, on in your you know, life? I haven't watched any sports except mm-hmm. for the uh, goings on at the local community center because obviously, it being August, it is all the Pee Wee League teams are out there. And, there's even and you're this, watching them? There's this new game they're playing that seems like it's soccer, but mm. instead of going the length of the field, it goes the width. So they can set up multiple huh. courts, if you will. The ball is much smaller, and so is the goal. I don't like it. I think you should report it and get it shut down because it's not football and it's not baseball. Therefore, it's not American. Well, I think it is actually called football. I mean, there is. Oh, you got me there. <laughs> you got me there. But yeah, so then there's like the baseballs are going on. There is a very fun. Well, that's considerate. Everyone's able to use the park. There is that's a football thing like. going on. Uh, mm-hmm. where it is, it looks like it's three age groups or it's two age groups and there's like the older kids are split up into two mm-hmm. and then there's the tiny kids who have Is on, it flag all, football? It honestly hasn't ever looked like it's gotten past like training stuff. They run oh, drills. Wow. The little wow. kids like get to put on the shit and then they just make them do like a push-up. Um, why don't you get in there? Why don't you hop in on those? It'd be I think it'd be good for the podcast if you were training like routes and how to cover said routes. I think you should consider it. I would if I had the access, if it was right down yeah. walking distance at okay. a park. You kind of have no excuse. Yeah. There was also a really huge field day there the other day that I mean it packed the house and it was just <laughs> All kinds of activities were going on. I tell you, Adam, I have to tell you, being a poor man <laughs> in a rich man's neighborhood has <sighs> some weird perks. I get it. I've been there. <laughs> Seattle is a strange place. Yeah. Strange, rich place. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, Aaron, we got we got some news. I mean, there is news out there to be talked about, I guess. Uh, mainly recruiting news, I think, is the most exciting stuff that has happened as of late. Hell yeah. Uh, specifically for the Oregon men's basketball team. Hmm. Dana Altman up to his tricks. Um, so we got uh, Mookie Cook. He has decided, so he had committed to us, he's a five-star, and then he decided to come back to us because Kwame Evans, uh, he committed to us, and they kind of want to go together. He's a five-star as well, so that means suddenly this next class we got coming up here has two five-stars, and not only that, there was one that made the headlines, which... um, definitely cracked me up is that son of lebron james that is right brawny james he uh probably i mean this just uh, like we already know what this sounds like I'm what, gonna, what i'm gonna shoot from the hip adam i'm gonna make a wild prediction what's that he's gonna play a week <laughs> well weeks. no he hasn't committed even he's yet. gonna he sprain an ankle he's gonna sit out He's going to go to the NBA. There's rumors that um that basically he's considering Oregon. But like he very well could just like instead just go to the G League or like just not. You know, his yeah. dad's commitment with Nike kind of means he's an indentured servant to Nike, so he's going to have Already? to come to Oregon. I mean, uh, I would imagine the son of LeBron us. James can do. Yeah. Well, this is the funny thing. Yeah. So uh, the rumors came out and like that's just as that's good enough that everyone was like, "Yep, oh whoa, whoa, he's going to Oregon." Blah blah blah. Practically wrote itself. But then uh, LeBron James, the king himself, came down from his throne and straight up said, "Like, no, these are just rumors. Like, no, he, he he's not doing anything. Nothing is official. No sure. one knows what they're talking about." That's and there is a lot of power in like you know not playing your cards, and it makes sense. It's like obviously if, if he hasn't well doesn't want something officially released that he would squash it. Kind of feels like he's King James. Well, I will say know? this: you know, everything I've said so far has been as the court gesture, if you will, in the king's court. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only been making jokes. One. I am curious. Is the kid good? Yeah, no, he's he's really good. A five star or four star in some people's uh, eyes. Yeah, no, he's a he's supposed to be solid. What are, dude. what are the places he's actually looking at? Who has he visited? Anybody? Well, also, how old is he? Um, he's young as hell, dude. Uh, he's the class of twenty twenty three. So yeah, okay, like, so he is a about to be like eighteen. No, he's about to be a freshman. Like yeah, in college, he's young ass, dude. Right. Like, um, and LeBron's I mean, yeah, waiting now. He was high school kid. And uh, the rumor is, like, you know, Le- he wants it to be like LeBron wants to play with his son, Bronny, in the NBA. And it's one of the things he's been holding out for. I mean, he's he's great, so he's not planning on retiring that soon. But, uh, like, yeah, like, he's a four star. He's supposed to be a really good shooting guard. Like, it'd be great to have. Like, it, that would be a great addition to this already, like, stacked team right now. Um, and with the height, like six foot seven is uh, Mookie Cook. I mean, that height's great, but like he's a really good shooting forward, and then like or small forward, and then the Kwame Evans is like six foot nine. It, I think it'd just be a great addition to this. They all got good length. Mm-hmm. They all just it just seems like perfect slam dunk recruiting from Dana Altman. Once again, that's what he does. Uh, I never have anything bad to say about Dana Altman. Whenever the team is bad. You gotta you gotta look over at him and you see he's more pissed than anyone could possibly be. Right, and it's kind of nice to see in a coach, unlike uh, our, you, our friend Mr. Graves. You know, could you imagine that face-off no. if he goes into the NBA and they are on opposing teams, and it's just oh, a, it's uh, a literal father versus son. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, because you know, I mean, that. at that point, it is the mm-hmm. game. You know, like I'm here yeah. to actually play this game what if it was the finals that's what you got to really talk about that's that's what no i think the first time it happens is the most important yeah that's regardless of where it is maybe it's in the finals what if that's that's both what if that's the first game they play against each other right well we got to start writing this dude this is the movie holy shit i mean we all know the nba is staged 
So well, this we is should Space write Jam this 3. and send it to them. Oh, this is Space Jam 3. Yeah, yeah. just pretend the second one didn't happen. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Should we review it for the Patreon? Who knows? Yeah, definitely. Maybe. I've seen Probably it. not. Probably not. Um, Sorry. Yeah, baby. So that's pretty exciting, that isn't is it? That is exciting. Okay, cool. Got some good crutes. Got some good crutes. Um, I don't know. We're practicing a lot. That's really good. Uh, we did just our like first kind of like real scrimmage. That doesn't really mean anything. Again, we got the big, awesome padded helmets because we don't want anyone getting any concussions or anything. Um, it seems like a lot of people are going like they're making sure specifically on like D line and offensive line that Hold on. what I'm what's going sorry. on? Sorry, you caught me off guard with a little piece of thing that I need to just address real quickly. Little piece of thing. Let's hear it. Are you telling me? There are helmets that are safer than the ones we use in games that they use in oh, practice. Yeah. yeah like that, uh, or in they make that your... we just refuse to use in real games that are safer. Well, uh, they look a little dorky is one thing. Cool. You wouldn't want to wear oh, them. I'm sorry. I forgot you have to be cool looking. I bet you would. Some, it, I well, you put them on, and they actually kind of look, make your head look like a ninja turtle, kind of like it. And then just imagine like a big, like plastic, almost dope. Like, yeah, get it on and the field. I'm guessing the only reason that they don't do it, it probably hinders you and makes it dangerous to actually play. I I, I don't know why they don't do it all the time. They look dorky. It's probably look, the number if it's one bigger, reason. That just means you can fit more adverts on it. So. It does honestly make them all look like Ninja Turtles. You really got to check it out. I'm for it. Um, anyway, yeah. I, okay, sorry. I just needed to point out a fact that apparently we have safer gear and we don't use it. That's right. Sorry. Well, maybe, hey, maybe we should because, you know, you're, we are having like players like that are recovering from like basically total off season long injuries. Yeah. A lot of people on the offensive and defensive line. But it does seem like overall that is just preemptive. Like, I, I don't think we can take... I think the whole team is seemingly healthy right now. Uh, I, I That's what I'm kind of going into. Or at least will be healthy for Georgia. I mean, Or they there, won't be, but we yeah. won't know. Because they there, don't... Is there yeah. such a thing as, like, going summer soft? Yeah, oh, dude, that's why they're wearing these uh, awesome turtle helmets I'm talking right. about. Right, you know, they just decommissioned maybe a little too far. It was, they just want to, they're trying to teach, you know, that's that's, that's like a key thing right now. Right. And then they're trying to, the people that are kind of like the more veteran ones, like let's say like a popo and stuff like that, they're keeping them out, one, because they're healing up, but mainly also just because it's like, you're crucial and we want to have you ready and there is less to teach you in general. Um, so I, I don't know. There's not much to take out of these practice reports, especially because like uh, <laughs> it's, it, they're just, they don't, it's kind of like reading uh, like a super, like a North Korean newspaper or something like that. You know, like it's go, it's being highly edited by the state of us, the state of Oregon, if you will. Right. Football is being like, we only want this information out to the crowd. We don't want like all what we're actually trying to do, like philo philosophically on either side of the ball or who's actually devastatingly injured. I think sometimes they do want you to know that one, especially if it's like out for a season, and it doesn't seem to be like anyone so far, uh, realistically. Who knows? We'll have to wait till like the week before Georgia, honestly. Right. Is when they'll, because then they, you have to be on the field at that point, certainly by that point, even before then, but that's like so the true. Who has yeah. stepped into Kayvon's role? Um, that's a great question, my friend. I think you're going to be looking at... Okay, so DJ Johnson, who has really... He's played this role for us before, but then he became a tight end when we were in desperate need of tight end because of all the injuries. But now we're actually pretty freaking stacked a tight end. Yeah. So uh, he went back to his, like, kind of what should be his true form, uh, which is just kind of bull rushing. And okay. we want to see, like, he doesn't quite have 
the speed, the freakish speed, I should say, yeah. of like a Kayvon Thibodeau, who I watched a bit of Kayvon Thibodeau, too, in preseason football. Oh. He's, he's going to be a starter. Like, it'll be fun to watch him. Right. I Giants. watched him get mm-hmm. picked, and mm-hmm. I forget where he went. Where did he go? He's a giant, baby. That's right. We'll see. That's yeah. right. He's on my brother-in-law's team. That's right. Brother-in-law's team. Wow. Yeah. That's a fun team to like. I like the Giants. I don't know why. They're a classic team to me. Seems more classic. fun than being a Jets fan. Wait. Yes. No, he's not a Jets fan. No, I said, I was just saying seems more fun than being oh, a Jets Oh, it seems more fun than being a Jets Yes, I see what you're saying. Sorry. Yes. yes <laughs> I was yes. about to come at you. My brother-in-law's not a Jets <laughs> How fan. How fucking dare you, man? I'll fight you. Um, what the what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. So DJ Johnson, yeah. That'll be really fun to see him attack in that way. Um, cool. And we'll probably see, like... I'm starting to think, like, Brandon Dorless, I think, will be breaking through some lines. Because that dude is, like, a monster as well. And I don't know. I think he's going to create some chaos. And then I'm hoping, and I think this is likely something, where it's like we're going to be seeing kind of uh, the attack from different parts. So sometimes you'll see it from, I mean, hopefully, (laughs) our inside linebackers, which is, like, one of if not the best inside linebacking core in the country in Noah Sewell and Justin Flo. Like Justin Flo, he got injured right after that first, like in that first game, right? But he looked amazing in that game. And like all reports are he is good to go. Those two are going to be so fun to watch. And I think they're going to be like really getting at the quarterback even in, in certain situations. Um, just because it'll be hard to stop them. Man, I'm so excited to see Noah Sewell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but DJ Johnson, hopefully DJ Johnson is really recreates what Kayvon Thibodeau used to do in in his own way, you know? I don't know. It's, it's at least a constant threat, at least someone that you got to, like, think about coming at you. And who probably won't be asked to, like, actually cover anybody like, like Thibodeau was at times. Sure. Would you say it's going to be... Uh, one of your more exciting things to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else are absolutely. you excited to watch? Um. Well, I'm. Well, on offense, this is this is the question, Aaron. This oh. is really this is what it comes down to. I know it's generic to just go to the quarterback, right? Oh, sure. But I mean, that is kind of where we are. That's kind of where we are. Seems where we because, always are. Mm-hmm. We got Bo hey, Nix. You know, just mm-hmm. a quick callback for listeners to further entice them to go check out Patreon. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of old tropes in movies that are overused. But that is right. I digress. I digress. Yes. That, sh- that should be the name of that show, actually, instead of quacking off. Yeah. I digress. Now, quacking <laughs> off too. The pun's there. We got to go with the pun. You have to have That's it. a quack 12 baby. Uh, go to our uh, Twitter account, at quack 12 podcast. Uh, Bo Nix is honestly my kind of basic bitch answer to your question of who I'm excited to see because he's really been memed as such a shitty quarterback and I don't want to like inflate him either uh, to the point where I'm being unrealistic but ever since his freshman year which he did win SEC freshman of the year right like uh uh, which is a pretty big deal. SEC is the best conference in the country. Right. Um, and, and he beat us in that year in 2019, as we all remember. Um, RIP Spencer Reb. But uh, so ever since then, he had a lot of hype then, but he's kind of become known as a bit more of a joke as Auburn struggled. And it's not been just his fault. Like they've had like uh, an offensive line that's kind of been like, not the best over the time and they've been changing coaches and stuff like that. But, um, so he's literally, there's literally a meme about hyping him up where like there was this, a terrible take where someone's like, Oh yeah, Bonex is feeling good. And you know, he's going to dark horse Heisman candidate and blah, blah, blah. And now people like literally meme that saying to like make fun of Bonex. But, sure. I do think he's feeling good. I do think this is a, a big opportunity for him, and I, he's got the talent for it. I'll let you know that supposedly what Bo Nix is known for is just having like three games a season or something like that. 
where he just looks bad, where he just, for some reason, underperforms. But maybe that's not going to happen. Who knows? Maybe that's out of his system here. Maybe but Oregon's also, the perfect place for him. Maybe we have other key things that make that not be so bad. Exactly. Like Noah Sewell and Justin Flo. You know what I mean? No, man. No, I mean, man. Um, we'll, we're definitely going to find out when we go against Georgia, that's for sure. And, like, he's going to, this is going to be the easiest schedule he's, like, ever played because he's not going to be playing in the SEC. So there's that. Like, he's going to be playing against worse defenses than he's known. But the more I hype him up, the more I'm just walking into just being a living version of Well, that. sure. I mean, you know, the issue you immediately could come to is that he underperforms because he's decided it's going to be a cakewalk based off of what he's able to do. But really, his performance being as good as it is is because he's in a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. You know, once he gets here, because he feels under you know, like less threatened by defenses or whatever, he'll actually just do worse because he's not in a state where he gets to a level. I Time hope so. Tell. I hope to God you're right, my man. No, I um, wouldn't be I'll tell you this. about that. Oh, I hope to God you're wrong, my <laughs> man. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu is a goddamn saint. Uh, she's the oh. saint of basketball. She is the absolute Goat of the sport, Sabrina Ionescu is the first player in WNBA history to record 500 points, 200 plus rebounds, and 200 plus assists in a season. Aaron, wow. now her team, the New York Liberty, um, yeah, I mean they're in it, baby. They're actually in the playoffs. They're going against the Chicago Sky. That is right, Dorothy's team. I mean, uh, sorry, Ruthie's team, if I do believe so. Um, so that's going to be pretty epic. Today at 5 p.m. I, I forget how you actually watch that game. It's kind of nuts. I, I hate. I wish it was easy to watch it. Oh, it's on ESPN today. There you go. It's on ESPN today. I mean, obviously, this isn't coming out. <laughs> right. But hopefully you watch this, and hopefully you're stoked that I called out the exact time right now. But, um, yeah, she is like the absolute best player out there on a middling team and but hopefully just like their their logo Sabrina Inescu can be a beacon for talent to go to that team and she can create a dynasty because it's very cool that she is just killing it in the WNBA especially after that season of being hurt I mean and missing she out could so also much come over here and be a villain on the storm Seattle Storm. Oh, the storm. Uh, I just love that yeah. the name feels like we should be villains. Well, um, and I mean, our then, climate pledge arena is designed by the villain. Well, what we should do, honestly, is we should pledge as Quack 12 hosts is next time New York Liberty comes and plays the storm, we should go see that game and root against the storm and root for UNESCO. And, and then entice her to join the storm. I don't know why you... I mean, it would be nice to see her more often. So, I mean, I'm down, actually. I'm not, it'd be nice if she visited more often. That's basically my... Yeah, you know, all I'm asking for is for, like, a letter. Or just a, a kind hello now and again. Kiko Alonso. Kiko Alonso, legendary linebacker for the Oregon Ducks. He did this fun thing. Uh, a lot of NFL players do this. Where he joined on for a team, the Saints... Um, on their practice squad just for like one time, one training camp, and then he retires just so he can retire as a saint. Because like I believe he was like on the Dolphins maybe or something. I, I forget. But um, he didn't want a, his last game to be for a different team. So he, so they allow him to come back for one practice. Just so sounds like retire. Marshawn Lynch for the Seahawks. Yeah, sounds like Marshawn is except for, uh-oh, Marshawn, what you doing? Call a cab, my man. <laughs> did you hear about that? No. I hope you did. Uh-oh, Aaron. So, Marshawn Lynch, first of all, he's kind of like the ambassador for the Seahawks officially, right? Have you heard that? I would say Russell Wilson is. He was, except for he's not on the team anymore. Right, um, but Marshawn also went back to Oakland, Mar- did well, he not? Mar- 
Uh, well, he's out of the league now, but right, he's in his neighborhood, fucking doing the. Marshawn signed for something. <laughs> Dude, you got a whole lot. There's a lot to the story. All right, because okay, Marshawn, he um, <laughs> he had signed up to be basically like the official, like almost spokesperson. Like he was going to be in a lot of their advertising coming up, and he Seahawks. may still be. Yeah, but then supposedly, so he got pulled over. Uh, or basically stopped super wasted, super wasted driving in a car, a car that he, I believe, just from the headlines I saw, just said that it was quote-unquote stolen. I mean, maybe it's joking, so I don't know. He seems like It seems weird that we need to steal a car. But, like, it was a stolen car, and then the mugshot, he just looks like fucking wasted as hell. So it's like... I mean, I still love you, Marshawn, but it's like, yeah, you got to get your shit together, dude. You shouldn't drink and drive. But uh, um, so shout out to him, but you got to make better decisions, my man. Yeah, you know, honestly, I bet anything. <laughs> You're going to like, he, you like, know what? I'm all right with to it. someone and was like, give me your car, punk. And the dude Yo, was like, give me your car. oh, my God, you're Marshawn Lynch. Here you go. I love you. That's what you like, think. Yeah. Happened. And then he got in the car and he took off. That's what you think happened, huh? I'm probably okay. pretty sure he was just like, they were like, yo, you're the you're the coolest football player of all time. It is true. Uh, he who is, is really, really who badass. Who's cooler? Who's cooler than him? Yeah. Um. Well, it freaking sucks, dude, because like, my favorite players were like, like uh, personality-wise, they probably Nerds. were like, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Richard Sherman. Those are Aaron Rodgers is a pretty cool cat. Aaron Rodgers is kind. Of, I don't like him anymore. Honestly, he's, he seems too edge lordy and weird oh. and anti-vaxxer. Who's the other guy for Green Bay? The Favre. other guy, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Is he cool? He's he's kind of problematic too. He sent oh. some dick pics. Of oh dick God! Is Andy threw some? I mean, he's thrown so many picks over his whole career. So wow. Well, that's a funny joke. I thought you'd laugh at that a little bit more. No, I don't think I don't think um, accosting women like that is cute or funny. Uh, well, okay, well that part's not good. But uh, yeah, Brett Favre, I liked him a lot, but no, not not so much anymore. So I uh, Marshawn, I still Marshawn like Lynch. you. Cool. I still like you, Marshawn, but like you, you can't drink and drive. Number one, number one, Just call a cab. He's yeah. absolutely too old to make that kind of a mistake. Yeah, could've, he could have killed himself or anyone else, and that is obviously exactly. That's what I'm he's far too old. That is shit you figure out. That's a young man's game. Kids, feel free to do it. According I mean, to Aaron Schroeder, but no, don't. Not adults. Not adults. You, there's not a people point of where age. Should, I don't know anything about it, so I can't cast any judgments upon him. I need more details uh, yeah. about what's actually happening. Yeah. Well, if Marshawn. If Hop muscle relaxers show. or pain medication was also involved, then I'd have a different opinion. But if he's just having okay. some drinks, and then a super <laughs> fan was like, "Dude, you take d- my car," and he you draw a weird line. I love this story you've created too. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, man, it's all right. Have a drink." By the way, I put some painkillers in it, and then <laughs> and here's my <laughs> he car. Has so many different aspects. To this. Um, I just want to tell you, my man Dante Moore. Yeah. Uh, who is uh, our QB of the future, hopefully. Okay. He's committed to us anyways. Uh, we'll be here next season. Uh, was named number one college football recruit by Sports Illustrated All-American. That is good. That is fucking good. He's also the number two prospect in the 2023 class per 247 Sports. So that's freaking awesome. What kind of confidence are you instilling in any quarterback you're going to use in the upcoming season to already be looking at quarterbacks for next season? Well, you you got to in a way. You know Why? what I mean? Um, but I'll tell you that, well, because you always got me thinking of the future. I'll tell you this, though. I do agree with you. When it comes to like Ty Thompson and probably especially Jay Butterfield, like now, Ty yeah. Thompson, mm-hmm. Ty Thompson is a a high ranking recruit, um, or, or was sorry, you know, uh, former recruit. He was a five star. He was the highest rated uh, QB commit ever to the Ducks. Um, 
Bo Nix, this is likely his final season here. Because uh, if he does well, he's going to the NFL. If he doesn't, then he's probably, I don't know, done. He probably has eligibility. He could just have, stick around. But uh, anyways, uh, Ty Thompson is probably either transferring next season. Right. If he doesn't make it. Um, especially, but with the, you never know about like, like Dante Moore, you don't know. He's just going to win. Like it's still probably be- if, be better for him to wait at least one season. If so, I'm in a battle between mm-hmm. three people to be a quarterback for a team. And I know that mm-hmm. that team is already looking at a freshman for next year to be the guy then I'm leaving right now. Because I want to make sure that I get to be the guy. And if that's I, the situation here, it doesn't sound like they have. It, to me, it sounds like the Ducks aren't thinking about the future at all. Maybe. A lot of people would say that. A lot of people would. would it's like they're just like, oh. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of people would agree with you. That's that whole transfer QB-itis kind of thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. As of right now, Ty Thompson is still on the team, though. I so hope we gotta give credit our there. new coach brings us a level of calm and collected reasoning to mm. the battlefield. I mean, I, well, I don't know. this is a good way to do that because you're bringing in someone who they recruited, who they didn't inherit, you know. He's one right. of, if not the best, uh, QB recruit in the class. So He does have this- instances of fouling up, but yes. Well, no, Dante Moore. No, I'm saying this upcoming guy here, Dante Moore. Oh, sorry. Right. From Detroit, Michigan. All right. If that. Rock City. I don't, have you ever been to Detroit? Have you ever been to Detroit? I don't think so. Oh, uh, that's rare. Usually any place in America, whenever I say, have you ever been there? You've at least been to an adjacent town or city. I might have, you know, I mean, I might have done a show in Ann Arbor. Mm. With like whenever I was doing the tour with bigger bands, mm. that like part I don't know. I know that I've never gone to Detroit the way I want to go to Detroit, which is like find someone I know there that I can stay with for like a week and just vibe the city. I really think I like Detroit. Hell yeah, bitch! Um, by the way, Johnny Johnson the third. Speaking again of preseason games. He went off for the Texans, actually. So, you know, he's going against second and third squad people, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is the NFL. So the competition, you know, even to make it at that level is so high compared to college. And he had one really awesome catch where he just did like a spin move like two or three times. And it just looked really good. It was like one of the highlights. And then he also got the game winning for the preseason uh, catch. So who knows? Johnny Johnson the third, my man. Like, it's good to see him in the NFL. He was definitely someone who, like, his whole career has been told, like, yeah, but it won't translate to the NFL. Like, you won't make it to the NFL. Um, I would love to see it. It'd be great. I mean, he has, he's truly been, I think he was a freshman the year um that we started this podcast 2017 so it's nice to see him you know after all this time he's in the nfl now he's technically still on a team and uh maybe he'll make the cut i like it you know interesting when we saw in like in that season um he was just like not just him, but the receiving core in general was just known as like they were small and they literally were just dropping every yeah. fucking ball. Right. Do you remember that? I do. Oh my God. It was a perplexing time for me because it was seemed like it was I was still learning everything and I'm like, well, we don't even have anything. <laughs> do we have anything? Yeah. Um yes, yes, was, yes. Yeah, it was the time whenever oh Oh, the beginning of this podcast, whenever I was like, I can't wait to have a great football season where we like win it all. It's going to be awesome because we're obviously doing a podcast. We're going to do it this season. And you are so hyped about it. And then it just went. And I was like, is this what the game is like? That is, in fact, what the game is like. Oh, brother. Golly. Um. 
yeah, so I, I'm stoked. I mean, football is coming. It is slowly coming. Uh, I couldn't really tell you anything from the practice reports. Honestly, uh, listeners, if you want to read, if you really want to get into a deep dive of like what to expect possibly from this team, highly recommend over at Addicted to Quack Hithliday's articles on both on Dan Lanning. He, that's a really good one to read. And then he also has one about Kenny Dillingham. And then uh, also, um, you know, the the upcoming defense and what you can expect from it. Uh, all those are really good uh, reads and way better than you're going to get, like, basically anywhere else. Um, and I'm not just yanking his... I'm not just, you know... I don't. I don't want to be crass. But, Look, uh, I think anyone that listens to this knows that what Hithliday is doing is accurate and probably as close to the truth as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. The objective truth. It's the only news I read or allow in my house. Yeah. I consider it my current event news. I don't know anything that is outside of those articles. Uh, read the Tosh Lupoy article too. That one's really. Uh, should be pretty interesting Aaron I for you now I, I would not call you a diehard Ducks fan even though you've been talking about the Ducks every week uh, for five years now true is that fair to say yes uh, are you a Ducks fan uh, sure I mean it makes sense to be one <laughs> Uh, he says in front of a giant University of Oregon logo. Well, right that's why it makes sense. It may, it certainly does make sense. I've I already agree. committed to him, so I might literally well. look, you've talked like a thousand hours about this team. Yeah, I mean, history. It, it falls in line with my general, uh, unfortunately, you know dark look at the world which is that man is inherently evil and i've always said the ducks are kind of the bad guys and i feel like sometimes i i'm the villain i like playing the villain i'm a bad guy you're the villain of the piece is that it you know i'm the joker (laughs) well then i'm your harley quinn mr j okay um my man yo i want to throw some names out to you Oh boy. Just to double down. I mean, Duck fans already are excited about. I just want to circle some names that I'm hoping you can remember or just like get a sense of so okay. you can really have some players to like grasp onto and be like, oh yeah, I'm watching them. Yeah, they're really fun to watch. Right. Okay. Now, Bo Nix, I went on and on and on about. Obviously, transferred from Auburn, total underdog at this point. He's got good legs on him though. Like he he is a mobile quarterback. He's six foot two, so he's not like a giant monster or anything. Two thirteen, you know. But he so that does always make me a little afraid when he's, you've got like a running quarterback that isn't like Anthony Brown felt like I don't know a better like a more I, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Felt a little beefier than Bo Nix. Well, I'm six two. When I was two thirteen, mm-hmm. I could see how if that was mainly muscle mass. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of you're a strong oak, but you're not like this, you know, the toughest like redwood out there. Yeah, but he, you know, he does run like if it's open to him, and, and so that is sure. like that's a yeah. feasible thing. You maybe run a forty and six five. <laughs> it's really nice that he likes to just sling it, you know. Um, like he is down for downfield passes, supposedly. The kryptonite that we need to be looking out for him is that he just will randomly like make some mistakes that you wouldn't think he does. But I don't know. Like Maybe we'll get lucky. Issues. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of read the wrong thing. I mean, obviously he's so he's son of a legendary quarterback who like also played for Auburn. He's from Pinson, Alabama. Um, yaddy yaddy. He's from. You know, he's a senior. Blah blah blah. So he he is one. Everything you've described about him, he sounds like he has a bit of herbaritis. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I I hope so. I hope he's as good as Herbert. Um okay, here's here's someone I think easy to remember. I'm sure you already do actually. I'm excited for him. Everyone is. This is our elite speed category, okay? This okay. is elite speed. Seven McGee. Right. Dude is fast as hell. 
Um, he's five foot eight, one hundred eighty pounds is what he's listed as right now. Uh, again, because th- what we need him for is just whew, elite cheetah speed. He's gonna be like a slot receiver, it seems like, but sure. I, he's he's definitely also gonna be taking a lot of like sweeps where you know he's just like running whew, right next to the QB and just like running laterally trying to get around defensive lines uh, and stuff. You know what I'm smelling? What's that? He runs towards the quarterback. Quarterback pitches it off. He looks mm-hmm. like he's going to run it, but actually he then throws for a 10-yard oh, pass. Oh, yeah. I mean, that kind that of a is, little trickery. I see that happening. I truly think that shit like that is on the uh It's on, on the, the table. table, my man. Yeah. Fun. Fun football. That's what we need more of. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a very good point, honestly, dude. Run, 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 run. No. Fun, 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 fun. (laughs) Because, like, with Anthony Brown and with, not necessarily to put it on Joe Moorhead, but more like with Cristobal last season, like, and for his entire tenure, it's just like a lot of these quarterbacks and a lot of the offense has felt like it's been limited, like, by design, yes, you know, to not be too risky, and hopefully, um, like we got, uh, we get a little bit of a gunslinger out of Bo Nix, and we can unlock some of these freaking weapons, like Seven McGee, who yeah. is, by the way, his forty yard time, he runs like like four point five, dude, four point five seconds. That's good. Like a four two is yeah, like dude. genius level, right? Yeah, he's he's fast as hell, dude. Right. He's he's a DeAnthony Thomas, um, and you know just to get back to the point a little bit too, uh, every other aspect of the way this team is set up has been shooken up. So why wouldn't we just go ahead and just completely shake up the playbook? Yeah, no, and I think that'll happen, and I think that's um, if it works out, it's because Kenny Dillingham is you know a young new offensive coordinator. And he's working with his buddy, Dan Lanning, who's giving him the reins to just, like, score as many points as possible. Love it. And that energy works out well. That's if everything works out perfectly. Uh, Worst case scenario is, like, he's just way over his head and the offense never comes together, despite all the talent. I don't know. Sometimes that's worst case. That's... You see that right there? That's the pressure cooker situation where people either excel in or they just... Exactly. Now, Who knows which is which? The only thing that concerns me about that is that whenever coaches kind of have that mentality of score as much as possible, sometimes it feels like they also are of the mindset that they'll allow more points to be scored upon them mm-hmm. so that they can get the ball back faster or whatever. Well, what is our it's, deep? It- our defense should be like. I hate pretty... to throw you off. I know you were teaching me names. Oh no no no! Well, no. This is a great transition. Let's let's uh, pick someone on the defense here to really that I'm because like obviously I've said it over and over and over. You should know Noah Sewell and Justin Flo. Those right. are the those should Sewell be the stand out last year big time. Oh yeah, and then like our biggest problem last season was what was supposed to be our greatest strength which is inside linebacker was our a weakness because we had so many damn injuries yeah. <laughs> to the point where we were playing walk-ons like good walk-ons, but just like not what should have been like two amazing five stars. And it was definitely a hole there. Um, now actually, fortunately that got us a lot of like good depth practice. Like Jeffrey Bossa, like actually transitioned into be a linebacker and is a, you know, it was playing pretty freaking good, actually. Yep. And then, like, Jackson Leduc, he's in there. And then, like, Keith Brown got a lot of uh, practice time, too. So, hey, that's good depth now. But um, I think with the defense, we're really... The thing that's kind of got me most excited, almost, has got to be um, Popo Amave. If Popo Amave can actually um, play, because he... He's definitely sitting out a little bit just to like preserve, you know, any health he has. I believe he had an off season surgery, if I do remember Ooh, correctly. But okay. that that was like all planned to be good, if I'm remembering correctly. He was definitely injured, anyways. Um, but we also have like Taki Taimani and uh, Suavi Pati, and like all those guys. 
that that gives us actual depth. Even Jordan Riley, actually from Nebraska, the Nebraska transfer, that gives us the depth to actually play with a nose. And I think that's just going to really, really help us out, like against the offenses that we'll be seeing in the Pac-12. Um, the fact that we can actually play this reliable, like kind of like three down front and, and play with the strengths of, of both of our inside linebackers there. Um, I think that's going to be really fun, but uh, that's, that is a little less of a sexy position. Cause like the nose tackles, you're just that big ass dude kind of setting the tone, you know, right. so you're not getting like as many sacks or even tackles a lot of the time. So for your sake, I want you to keep an eye on, a cornerback, Christian Gonzalez. Okay. I mean, hopefully this dude's doing so well that people don't even throw to him because they're just like, oh, let's just go the other side of the field. Hopefully he's a lockdown, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be making plays because this guy should be basically our best cornerback, you know, uh, honestly. Um, he's a transfer from Colorado. He was great there too. Colorado is a bit of a mess. And so he wanted to come play with the big boys, the ducks. And, um, he's definitely someone that I don't know. I, I really think could have a really good season and make a case for himself in the NFL. Uh, he's a sophomore right now. So probably need to stick around for at least another season after this, but that's really good. Cause he had a good, uh, freshman year at Colorado. He was a Pac-12 all conference honorable mention. Anyways, he's from the colony, Texas. Have you ever been there? The colony. I have no idea where that is. Sounds culty. It honestly, I think that's, it vibes me like it's a suburb of Houston. I'm going to look it up. Uh, he also went to the, the colony high school. So I don't really know what that is. It vibes like the, Houston. Houston has weird suburban areas all around it that get very different privatization. Here you go. Oh, hey, 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 hey. The colony is a city in Denton County, Texas. It's a suburb of Dallas. Dallas, okay. Population 44,000. The colony is like, Jesus Christ, it sounds horrifying. I would drive right through that town. Sounds so scary, but good for us, right? Yeah. Because Chris Gonzalez is from there. He went to high school there. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm very excited about the play from him. Uh, keep an eye out for him, my man. And then one more dude, because it's like basically you want hard hitters, right? That's what's exciting on defense. Ooh, I don't know. I want somebody who attacks the ball. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. this guy's gonna have this guy's gonna have a literal nose for the ball here. Love it. All right, and he's playing the star position. I think he's going to be a star for us. That's right, playing that nickelback baby, basically. Um, and that is this is the guy. He's been on the team for a while. He yes, he has the one bad incident where he was going around and shooting people with the uh, BB guns. You remember oh, that? Oh God, yeah. He's atoned for that though. All right, it's been a long enough. Jamal Hill still on the team. Um, he's gonna light some motherfuckers up. Yeah, and he's probably gonna make people uh, spill the ball. And I'm very excited to see that. Um, he's from Rex, Georgia, as we all know. We all know that, right? Yeah. I never been to. I never even been to Georgia. And I'm really? Not planning on going. Oh, Rex, Georgia is a great little spot. You like it, it's Rex, eclectic. Georgia? Nice. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see Jamal Hill just probably have his best season. I'll really call that out. And they're probably going to use him in a lot of exciting ways, uh, a.k.a. just destroying, destroying quarterbacks. And DJ Johnson, like we said before, DJ Johnson is going to be crucial. Yeah. Hopefully he can be that Kayvon Thibodeau role. Um, yeah, that was fun. That was very fun. Try to remember some of those names. Just try to let, let it soak in. You don't got to actually write anything down. There you go. You did it. And I'm going to remember it because I'm just going to always be like, does he compare to Cam Chancellor? Cam Chancellor. Yeah, that's a great that's way. To, the I mean, bar different for me. Diff Are different, you uh, as good? positions, but yeah, I love Cam I mean, Chancellor. He's my. Is favorite. he as good as hitting though? Well, dude. Uh, yeah, Noah Sewell. Hopefully, he'll be our. Just kind of doing shit like that. He for reminded me a bit of Cam Chancellor, and that made me really happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh my man, we got some picks to make to end this battle. I know. Let's end get into it. This is the part I've been waiting for. This is what you're most excited for. You know. Now, uh, just to remind everybody, yes, we made our picks. Uh, this is uh, for the Pac-12 teams. We're just doing like over and unders, uh, according to Vegas Insider. We already made our picks for Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, and Washington. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, basically, we went under on every single one of those, just so you know. Except for Oregon State. I said over 5.5 wins. Ah. Uh, Aaron said under. Uh, I said six. He said five, and it's 5.5. So, Oh, that's right. That's We're doing one. overall win average. That's right. Shit, this is the hard that's part. Right. That's right. Okay. So we're going to get into Wazoo here. That is right. Washington State, as it is known. Um, sorry for all the crazy camera work on YouTube. It's going to be kind of a crazy watch. I'm all over the place, baby, because I'm doing it live from my bedroom. Uh, Wazoo, my man, with Coach Jake Dicker, won the locker room, won the Apple Cup. Now he's starting things off. He's going against Idaho. He's going at Wisconsin, and he's going to Colorado State to start things off in non-conference play. Aaron, um, Idaho, is that's a rivalry we've fucking talked about in quacking time like that's that's like 1890s 1900s level shit oh. idaho playing west coast teams those vandals his tail is oh as the time. vandals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those guys mm-hmm. wow vandalizing shit so that's like uh i mean Wazoo should win, but like Wazoo's lost to other FCS teams. You never know. Um, so yeah, bing, bang, boom. That's their non-con. Uh, as far as the rest of it, I mean, Oregon, California, at USC, at Oregon State, Utah, at Stanford, Arizona State, at Arizona, Washington. Uh, you don't need to know all that shit, though. Just know that they got a good-ass quarterback, one of the best transfers, uh, honestly, from a super religious place called Incarnate Word. Wait, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like I do kind of need to know their schedule. Oh, well, I just said it. Yeah, fast. Okay. I caught it, I guess. Cameron Ward. Cameron Ward is their transfer QB. Right. um, Who should be really good, honestly. Um, Defensive coordinator Brian Ward, just so you know. Um, Yeah, my man. What do you think? Wazoo, do you have any faith in them at all? Do you think they can get more than 5.5? wins oh they're also set to 5.5 well then Mm -hmm. uh uh, what do you think you have to go first because you know their schedule and i don't so you have to go first well okay um i definitely think they're going under i don't think they're making it to a bowl game which is basically what you're saying here um i do think they'll beat idaho i don't think they're going to be that bad but um at Wisconsin, I think it's definitely a loss. I think they're probably going to lose to Colorado State even at home, even with their amazing quarterback. Uh, and then, like, I definitely think they're losing to Oregon. I think they're losing to Utah, probably losing at USC. So it's like three more losses there. And then they're winning, they're losing at least one more in there. Um, <laughs> I, I just I, I don't think they're going to be a great team. Hopefully, even five wins could be like a sign that it's like, hey, but they're improving. But I don't think they're going to get six wins. Okay, then I'm going to agree with you. And then on this next team, I swear I'll pay more attention. I don't care. (laughs) I mean, that's never been the way we do this, paying attention (laughs) and giving me a good take. And you've beaten me in this before, so who knows? Yeah, that one I'm going to side with you. Let's get into the next one. Arizona Wildcats. Those Arizona Wildcats, Aaron. Yeah, they do suck. They only won one fucking game last season, so... I don't see how that's going to change this year. By against California, um, basically a COVID-ridden California team. Uh, so 2022, they got more talent. They're actually getting more talented. Um, but at San Diego State, Mississippi State, North Dakota State, that's their non-con. Yeah, don't North know Dakota any State's of that. like North Dakota State is the absolute best FCS team. So, so that's a loss. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe. Definitely. Um, at San Diego State is a pretty good team too. Typically, uh, good Mountain West team. And then Mississippi State, that's that's fucking Mike Leach coming back from the dead to kill some Pac-12 motherfuckers. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm cursing so much. Um, some of their toughest games are at Washington, at Utah, at UCLA, um, and then they play against Oregon. Uh, we got to go down there in the desert to do it. Oh, the over under is three wins. Three wins. Now, what date is our game down there? Our date is October eighth. I think we're gonna win that one. Uh, so they're definitely wow three. That is where they only are. They're three. Take three. Yeah, only three. If you get three, then you actually the bet's off. It's pushed. But it's gonna be a push. You, you're going put. You're specifically saying push. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. That's so ballsy. Just because cool. that is what it is. Vegas nailed that one on the head. I like it. I like your call, dude. I'm actually going under. I don't wow. think they'll win even three games. The odds just. Okay, look, I know that we're talking about the universe and chaos and string theory and all this. Every day, that's what this fucking podcast but, is about, baby. Uh, the odds just seem so likely that, for whatever reason, it cosmically feels right that three is the correct answer. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope you're right. That's like to do, the one I hope you're right on most. To only win one game is such a weird scenario to have. To do it... Mm-hmm. Twice in a row, the odds of that are much greater than like getting two more freak things happening. I think I don't know. Well, I hope you're right. Honestly, yeah, bully for really them do. though. I mean, it's a tough, tough to be in the zone. They're uh, with they're Rona. doing it from fucking scratch. But uh, got to say, like, you, no one wants to be in that position. But no. um, Jed Fish is doing a good job. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, he's getting recruits there, so there's that. Arizona State. Now, Aaron, Herm Edwards, this whole fucking staff, there's been turnover. Turnover. There's been a lot of transfers. Herm is uh, still inc- there? Herm is still there for now. He's probably going to get fired because of all the controversy. I feel like he's- I've heard that for years now. <laughs> exactly, dude. Uh, apparently, even like in other coaching circles and stuff, other head coaches are just being like, like people who have been fired have been like, how am I getting fired? And then this motherfucker is still there. Right. This old motherfucker. But um, yeah, no, but he's still there. Jaden Daniels is transferred. He's gone out. He, he's over at a LSU, I do believe. Oh, good um, for him. With Brian Kelly. Yeah, good for him. LSU is uh, historically em- decent. Yeah. Brian Kelly is their new head coach who coached at LSU. It's a weird thing he's got going on there, but maybe it'll work out. Um. Now they have a new transfer QB in, actually, Emery Jones, who played for, I do believe it was, I want to say Florida? I think it was Florida. Um, Who people, you know, it was a mixed bag, but he's definitely athletic. He's definitely good. He could be really good at Arizona State. Who knows? Um, Arizona State, they still got more talent than a lot of people want to give them credit for because it's like, they're a garbage fire, but as of right now, they're still very talented. They start off pretty easily because uh, uh, they're going against Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona beat Arizona, but they're still a bad team. The Lumberjacks are still like on a much lower level. This should be an easy win. Then at Oklahoma State against the Aggies. Then Eastern Michigan. It's very possible they win all three of those games. It's possible. Uh, very unlikely they lose all three, that's for sure. Their toughest Pac-12 games are at USC. Uh, they start conference play against Utah. Um, at, Col- uh, I don't know, they get a lot, of e- a lot of easy games, actually. A lot of really easy, winnable games, like at Arizona, at Wazoo, Oregon State, um, at Colorado, at Stanford. Those are a lot of bad Pac-12 teams. Yeah. So you can actually see how even if it's, a weird controversial season that they can still rack up some wins. But uh, the over under is six. It is six games. I think I'll go first on this one. I think they're going under. Yeah. I do agreed. think they're going under. Cause that, that seems like a lot to me. Is this both of us here? Yeah, for sure. And you know, I would love to see what the odds are on the Arizona state, Arizona game. Mm-hmm. And do a side bet. Um. Yeah, we'll have to wait. Uh, when it gets closer. By yeah, the way, totally. I forgot what you said about. Sorry about this. 
forgot what he said about Wazoo. I think he said under. Yeah, we both agreed on the same one. Yeah. I'm writing this I down. I disagreed just with you. Sure. Yeah, I agreed with you uh, as on the a next strategical one, yeah. move more than as a vibe. That is very right. That is just like you. Did. I mean, that's basically the dynamic of this whole podcast. Yep. I would say. Aaron, there's one last team we got to do. And uh, it's another bad one, unfortunately. Great. Supposedly a very bad one. Could be a horrendously bad one. Stanford? Um, UCLA? No. Stanford is really bad, though. UCLA may be good. Maybe sneaky good. But it's, in fact, Colorado. Uh, yeah. Colorado. Um, the Buffaloes. Buffalo Soldiers. <laughs> the buff men, baby. Carl Jarrell's Buffaloes are coming off of a uh, a pretty rough 4-8 season. Um, and they're going into what could be a rough 2022 season because, I don't know, they may not be very good. There's not a lot of talent on this team. Their QB is Brandon Lewis, who uh, didn't have a great season, but that could be more blamed on just the whole goddamn team not necessarily just on his shoulders um their non-con is tcu who's got a new coach at air force and at minnesota um who knows air force should be pretty good uh those are winnable games but also losable games um their toughest pac-12 games are they end the game season against utah and then there's at washington at usc they play against oregon um they also have oregon state in there oh sorry that they play at oregon state they play against arizona state uh those are their toughest ones and they also start conference play against uscla um it's hard to tell about this team actually i'm i may be feeling a little bit more optimistic um, then Sounds like a six-win season to me, to be honest with you. Six? That'd be amazing. That'd be a huge, huge cue, uh, huge coup for this team. I am going over. I'm less optimistic than six uh, games, but I'm more optimistic than three games. That's it. What they Vegas have, no, has. It's for sure. Yep. It's six. You think so? For money. sure. All right. Real money. Real money, baby. So you got it going over. I don't blame you. Hey, how many wins do you think Arizona State, the garbage fire, is getting? Huh? Oh, grand total? Uh, yeah, I forgot to ask you that. Uh, I need probably to be thorough. like four or need... five. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna have you with five on that one. Four is probably more correct. I would say I would okay. I would want to veer towards four over five. Well then I'm gonna take five. Obviously you did that push for Arizona. Yeah. I think they're only gonna get two wins, honestly. I think it's three, uh, for, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Wazoo, we both have them under six wins. I think they're getting four. What do you think? I think it's five. Because it's under five point five, so it's five. Well, there you have it. That is this week's The Picks. And Aaron, I pray to God that you retroactively add a bunch of The Picks in this section because I forgot to push this lovely, lovely button that we have, which is, of course, this one. Uh, We'll see what happens. Um, Listeners, that was a lot of fun. We're back at it. We're back at the habit. We got so much Patreon material, like we've been saying. We've got that history series called Quackin' Time. We've got our just shooting the shit, no sports involved here, uh, which is Quacking Off. That's that series in which we just talk about media, basically, is what has been so far. But just life, everything, everything. It's just, it is what... It is what our normal conversation is as we gear up to do this show. It is very true. Because there will during for sure be moments where Adam is last minute grabbing all the new crazy shit that has happened overnight. And it's I will true. be forced to expound upon some random thing in the universe. It's very true. It's very true. So, uh, but thank you if you want to go to that and actually support us. It only costs five bucks a month. It's barely anything. Or you can get, even for less money than that, uh, you can still get some free material. No. Not all of it. 
but you can five get some of the free material. Five dollars is the real primo shit, though. Ten dollars if you really want to help us out. This is even more than that. You become an actual producer of this very podcast. If you don't have the dough, hey, it makes sense. I've been fucking broke before too. If you are broke, please go over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars. Five. Leave us a comment too. It helps other people find this podcast. It's free as shit. What else is free is going to the Quack 12 Podcast Twitter account. Please do that. We also got a YouTube account if you want to actually watch us. We got some fun stuff going up there, too, like our live quacking off, which pops up for a little bit and then goes behind the paywall almost immediately. So you got to do that shit quick if you want to see it. And uh, my man, Aaron, I'm so excited for football coming up here. Do you have a message for the listeners at home? Yes. What's that? Just go to our website, and everything Adam just explained will be right there for you to enjoy on the website. That's right. On the website, baby. Quack12podcast.com. We love you. We're so goddamn excited. Quack, quack. Go Ducks. Hell yeah. We're going to beat Georgia. <laughs>